Oh, oh, one more thing. Just One More Thing, a podcast about Columbo. I'm R.J. White. I'm John Morris, and on this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing A Riddle for Puppets, originally broadcast March 15, 1979, directed by Edwin M. Abrams, written by Gregory S. Dinalo and Richard Allen Simmons, and starring Willie Hayton, Henry Jones, Jay Johnson, Jay Johnson uh, as Bob, uh, Al Ruscio, and of course, Kate Mulgrew, as Mrs. Columbo. And so we're joined by a special guest this time. It's returning guest, Abed Gave, writer, podcaster, roustabout, and sketch comedian. But before we bring him on, John. Yes, sir. What about Clown? Ooh, we didn't bring Clown. Clown doesn't talk anymore. Clown, 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 <laughs> Clown, Clown can't talk. Dead man, <laughs> dead man. Uh, See, this is the problem I'm having, RJ, is that because this episode is not available on DVD or any streaming service. And that may be better for the the American (laughs) television viewing public, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, Uh, I think the original episode actually is on display at the Smithsonian. But the problem (laughs) is that because no one can watch this, and I'll I'll find a way you can watch it, but still... uh, I have to kind of describe absolutely everything that happened in the episode. On the plus side... Not much happened in this episode. Oh, there we go. All right, so let's see what happens. Ready? Sure. Noel Abbott is a world-famous ventriloquist. With his Pinewood pal Archie, he entertains children all around the world and also evidently in an open-air nunnery. I honestly couldn't put that scene together. There's a scene, and there's a nun and some children, and it's a hospital? It's a hospital. Anyway, this isn't relevant to the story. I'm just saying I did. Anyway... But there's a problem with Archie. He's acting with a mind of his own. Undertaking the affectations of a jilted lover, Archie locks Noel out of their relationship, driving the all-meat side of the act a little bonkers. Noel seeks out his mentor and Archie's manufacturer, Victor March, for help, but Victor's seen this all before and there's nothing he can do. The best ventriloquists are all wildly schizophrenic, apparently, or so claims this one episode of Mrs. Columbo, which really seems to have it in for them. Me too, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Obeying the unheard commands of his puppet, Noel murders Victor with his own carving tools, ooh, and leaves the body for the extra dumb cops to find. However, what the cops miss, Mrs. Columbo picks up. Literally! When Noel tellingly abandons his mentor's puppet, Clown, after Uh, having been gifted it by the housekeeper, it's Mrs. Columbo who just blindly steals his possessions and then breaks into his car to leave it there. That's how you handle a schizophrenic. Also, you haunt him in dark corridors and speak to him in crazy, stilted, ominous dialogue and harangue and harass him at every opportunity. Does Mrs. Columbo have a death wish? It would explain a lot, which is something the show hasn't thought to do before now. I'm probably missing something, but I don't know. Do we care, RJ? Nope, nope. Back to you. Nope, 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 nope. Thank you, John. (laughs) Ahmed, welcome back to the program. Hey, guys. Well, I mean, welcome to me. Hello to you. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, so I want to bring you back, do something a bit different this time. And unfortunately, that something a bit different this time is a Mrs. Columbo episode. A freaky Mrs. Columbo episode. A freaky, sloppy Mrs. Columbo episode. So, uh, where, quick, where do we start with this one? Oh, sorry, please, yes. Uh, it, it is available on DVD. It is? Um, it, it, I believe it's Columbo Season 4, and it's on the special feature. It is? Oh. Yep, oh, I found it. Oh, geez, uh, I could have watched this I, in so much better quality. Oh, well. Yeah, a couple, 
I'm sure it would have changed more. everything. Yeah, I think only three are special features on the uh, Colombo DVDs, like season two through four. And right. um, I actually looked it up online to figure out, is it on DVD? And, and it, luckily, that's how I found it. Really? Okay. Well, you yeah, know, I'm... now, because I got the DVDs, and I, what I hate now is that I'm going to just probably put it in just to watch it in better quality. But I know I don't, I know I don't have to, but there's some <laughs> stupid idiot part of me that's going to do it just for the sake of doing no, it because uh, it's sitting next to my desk i'm like oh well i should just see just to make sure like ah so thank yeah, you I mean, thank you for that that's pretty good no problem you gotta uh, see those puppets in better definition oh sure sure of course of course not unlike the vhs uh, quality thing we had but yes oh gentlemen where do we start with this thing it's strange and creepy and i don't know Let's start with I don't the fact. Know. I think I think we should discuss the fact that maybe this show failed because uh, Mrs. Colombo isn't that interesting. Well, I I, I I have to I have to counter you there because I think I, I've said this before. Like the the two things we the two uh, installments Mrs. Colombo we've talked about before. This would have been an okay show if it wasn't related to Colombo at all. Kate Mulgrew yeah. is a single. Kate Mulgrew is a single mother solving crimes in the suburbs, solving weird crimes, solving weird murders in the suburbs. That's a good show without the Columbo being involved at all. And the producers eventually got that by like the second half of the second season. Uh, But by then it didn't matter. No, it went two seasons and it was only what, like like a year and a half or something? Yeah, it was Mrs. Columbo, then Kate Columbo. Then I think Kate loves a mystery or something like that. Yeah, and they just yeah, completely yeah. got rid of the Columbo element entirely, which yeah, you know, you should have done that from the beginning, perhaps. Because uh, Kate Mulgrew, well, she's I, okay. Yeah, I, I don't mean to jump around so much, but can I? Oh just no, say, we always do. The, our, our listeners the love it. Makes, yeah, the murder makes no sense. No, <laughs> no, not at all. No, no. Even even <laughs> as like a crime of passion or or just something in the instance, it doesn't make. Any sense whatsoever did not make every Columbo. Yeah, that's the other thing. Maybe the show failed to do because every Columbo episode I've ever seen, there's always a reason for the murder. And mm. basic writing 101 is like, just don't have your murderer kill somebody for for no reason. Like, and that's what happened this, here. Oh, yeah. it is what happened here because I understand that guy's like an old codger and mm. he's annoying, but <laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, he did nothing pretty wrong. much the guy kills him, and it's and it's kind of just unwarranted. And no, yeah, no, it, it's extremely unwarranted. Yeah. If anything, the, the yeah. guy, because, I mean, some context to it, um, the murderer, Jay Johnson, who uh, some folks uh, who are also in their 80s, like John and I might remember from the TV show uh, Soap, um, is a very successful young ventriloquist back in the late 70s. And, well, I was uh, going to ask that. I've never seen soap, so I was like, "Is yeah. this guy like a Whoa, known what? Control yeah, control? no, yeah, he he had the same the same kind of role on there." Um, I you amazing. love soap. So I know. Is... I keep hearing that that's a oh. show that um, is it's, like made for me. It, it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's one of the three instances where Billy Crystal isn't awful and annoying. It's one of those three oh, instances in his life. So you got to see that. Yeah. Also, yeah. plus Benson also Benson was a spinoff from that. That's right. And yeah, the mom from whose boss is in it, right? Yep, yep. She was a uh, Benson's boss. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, I, I dig, I dig her, dig her. So just for the folks who didn't see this, um, it's this young, very successful ventriloquist, so successful, uh, he has his puppet's uh, name as a vanity plate on his fancy uh, ass uh, convertible, and he goes back to see his old mentor, <laughs> and uh, in the course of talking to his mentor, he talks about how he can no longer control his puppet, and the mentor just gets very, <laughs> very sad, and the mentor, it's weird, because he kind of seems like it's... Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. even look at you. The best line is, I can't look at you, otherwise I'm going to cry. Right, because <laughs> because it's a weird thing. I think I, I said this to John on, on, uh, on the chat earlier. Um, it's almost as though uh, the old uh, mentor has seen this happen to other people before in the ventriloquism community. Like, it's a common thing. And he's just so sad yeah. about it. And for some reason, that's what triggers... Uh, Jay Johnson to kill him, which makes no sense at all. Like well, Jay Johnson I mean, I guess expects him to fix him or something. Because back. Yeah, yeah. scene is a little bizarre because of something that Al Ruscio says to Jay Johnson's character that makes no sense. Oh, which which thing? Jay shows up, like you know, broke into the house, of course, which is weird. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, um, I don't know if it's that weird, because they've known each other for years. He'd always been coming over since he was a kid, so he knows where the uh, spare key is and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, when he shows up, uh, Victor says, uh, you haven't changed a bit in eight months, which is a weird thing to say. Nobody well, changes yeah. a Oh, I always, I know, no, I, I measure things by the six-month mark, usually. Right. Oh, if someone like doesn't have different hair, if, someone's way, if someone hasn't lost a limb, I, I remark on it. Oh, you, well, you look the same. Well, that's a relationship, you know? Because maybe they broke up. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. Because he's would, a little weird. That would make a statement like that true. Well, and also there's the kind of the odd thing too. Because apparently, um, uh, Jay Johnson, Noel Abbott, uh, the ventriloquist, has been on this uh, wildly successful um, European tour and has come back early or something. So maybe the older guy is a little bit jealous of the younger guy's continued well, success. Well, here's here's the know. thing that's weird is that what Victor March says to him is. Uh, I would have preferred a postcard. Right, I, I didn't get that line because it didn't make any sense. Well, yeah, in the context that, of anything, it made hint, no sense. Doesn't that hint that maybe they were uh, rom- uh, involved? It, it hints you know, that I don't like, know. Maybe postcard. Like I don't know about romantic, but it definitely implies know, that something the happened. Line, like there was the some sort of split, some sort of split yeah, or something. But nothing else in the scene. They're not telling us. Right, but nothing else in the scene. Like, there's that one bit of maybe tension, but then nothing else in the scene relates to that at all. It's like somewhat, like, uh, Danilo just put that in there to put, like, oh, maybe there's some kind of rift, and then there's nothing implying Earth at all, because everything else is just pleasant and okay, and, oh, you need me to tune up your dummy? Like, like there's nothing wrong at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm taking a, a bunch of, or listening to a bunch of, like, um, screenwriting and, and sitcom uh, lecture tapes and i gotta tell you i'm watching this and i'm just thinking like you know they they didn't even identify the underlying problem no no i just like yeah yeah yeah. i don't know like from listening to these lectures like if you don't know why a character is mad at another character then that's a big gaping big hole in writing like i i guess maybe you could established drama here yeah i mean i guess maybe one thing i thought throughout this was maybe 
the younger guy is not handling fame well, and that's what's kind of triggering him to kind of well, do I this mean, stuff. Tells you, were, but... you were saying that he, the, the old man was jealous. That kind of makes more sense. Uh, you know, but they, they should have a line where he's like, you know, you're using uh, ventriloquism for, for, for all this profit. And I didn't intend for but, it. Oh, but, 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 but Victor oh, did I'm too. Vic, but Victor was a popular ventriloquist too back in the day, it's implied. So he with was his, oh, with oh, his oh, ventriloquist oh. dummy. I must have clown. Clown, yes. The popular clown. clown. Not the clown, but just clown. That bothered, that bothered me so much. What, there was no me? article. There was no article ever before the goddamn word clown in this. And it bothered me and creeped me out more than anything else in this episode. They're just saying the clown, the clown the was just Bob. Like a picture. Wait, it bothered you. A clown was just what? The clown is just Bob. Bob. It's just the same dummy. There's three different Bob dummies in this episode. Bob? Bob. The Jay Johnson's dummy Bob. So Archie is Archie's one of the Bobs with a different haircut. Oh, like the, really one, the one that he would use back then. Because I didn't ever knew the yeah. name of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's Bob. dummy in soap. Oh, the yeah, guy, the think... he would use in his act and everything back then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, okay. got it. Bob, I was confused. All right. I'm not a huge ventriloquism guy, but that is as I understand it. Sure, John, uh, sure. <laughs> Go uh, ahead, actually, distance yourself. Yeah. Nice, nice I, save. I was thinking about this, <laughs> by the way. I was thinking about how Jay Johnson captures almost all of my least favorite comedy bits when he's on stage. Because he does, I'm not a big ventriloquist guy. He also brings yeah. an acoustic guitar on with him. Oh, he that. does. He does. Yeah. Oh my god. Does he do prop comedy too? I guess kind of. He does a bit with his watch. Oh, so I thought, yeah, we'll say it's prop comedy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not. And, and he works out like crazy, but, like carrot top. So, oh, I'm yeah, so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I do want to say this. Everything. J- First off, I love him on soap. I really want to see his one-man show. Sounds interesting. Well, I, there's that's all that cop show he was in that was not yeah, terrible way I, back was when. Not with that. But uh, the other thing is, I think everything he did in this episode was great. I oh, yeah, I know. Really his good. acting was actually... I think this was the first thing he had done on a wide scale, too, this this episode of television. Yeah, Soap, yeah. Was, soap was wrapping up. It was its final season. And oh, okay, so I, he had been doing that. Okay, got it. All right. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, Soap was on ABC just before this episode of Mrs. Columbo ran on NBC. Oh, what? I, I, I would have yeah. loved to have seen wow. this guy go up against uh, regular Columbo. <laughs> well, that's one of the well, problems maybe. is that maybe, this guy yeah. is mentally ill, and I can't think of an, a Columbo episode where they had the tackiness to put him up against somebody with mental illness. Uh... True. True. They put him up against... against um, uh, Janet Lee and right. Lady Waiting. I mean, that was they had kind they of. went out of their way to really disguise that, well, and then yeah, when, Colu- yeah. when Columbo figured out that she was she had dementia, he That's changes his whole approach. One, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's so gentle with her, and Mrs. Columbo should not be dealing with people with mental health problems because she is terrible. Oh, I, I was going to stop you at she should not be dealing with people, but okay. <laughs> I guess we'll, we'll let the rest of the, the statement stand. Sure. But, and uh, also, that, 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 that kid, who's, who's apparently Columbo, uh, Columbo's kid, regular yep. Columbo. Yeah, Jen, Jen, and, so wait, hold on, hold on, let's say, this, so this was your first episode of Mrs. Columbo ever seeing this thing, right? Yes, yes, Oh, yes. okay. So what were you thinking? I, I didn't watch the other one, even though when I read the plot, it sounded interesting. I was just like, 
Well, it's about a ventriloquist. I have to do this. <laughs> sure, of course. But I mean, so what were you? What were you thinking going into watching, uh, being a fan of Columbo? What were you thinking? What you knew about the show? Uh, that this spinoff, quote unquote. What were you uh, thinking and I, expecting going into it and watching it for the first time? Well, basically, I I was like. I was also thinking that Murder, She Wrote is a better version of this. <laughs> oh! Um, because, huh. Yeah, because I almost think maybe it's the same creators, so maybe they tried th- this formula, and then they, they're like, okay, here's what we did wrong. And then they made Murder, She Wrote basically thinking, like, you need to have her uh, sep- not only separate from Columbo, so that we're not, like, measuring both of them up together, but that the fact that she's writing mystery novels so she has like something to do with murder because mm-hmm. mrs columbo in this <clears throat> she writes for that crappy the uh, weekly advertiser newsletter. the weekly advertiser yeah, yes she doesn't really have like anything to do with dealing with murder and mystery no but nope. part of what i like again it's a thing where this could have been a great show if uh, okay an okay show if they hadn't uh, tried tying into columbo the whole thing of her being yeah, in the suburbs, suburbs and finding this dark, weird shit going on in the suburbs, just working for this uh, penny saver, pretty much, and just finding terrible, awful things going on around you. And this, this, well, this look, normal. Th- this that might could be work. a good show. That could be an interesting show. That, that but instead, you get this. Show. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, but making her. It's a good premise, Columbo. but this is. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is a CW show. Oh, it would be actually yes. It could be a good. This could be a CW show. Definitely, man. Totally, yes. Oh my god, let's reboot this, John. I'll set up. I'll set up a meeting next week if you're available. We'll pitch this. Yeah, we should practice. We'll practice our pitch this weekend, and yeah, this would be an excellent CW show. Guys, I'll be your head writer. There we go. We need you for not your head writer, but you guys are the producers. I'll be the head writer. That would not. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. I could pull it together with this kind of you know, thing. And you know well, why it's such a good CW show? Because Jay Johnson's character has a sex pad. That apartment. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is apartment. So he is ready for that, like, sexy Riverdale vibe. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. pretty little liars vibe. We can do this. But you also need the main character to be single so that... Uh, so, so that uh, she, make... she's, a, she's a widow. She's a widow or a single mother. One of the two. You're right, set. You're done. So Easy. You can play off her going on dates and then discovering like because that'll that'll just like colombo she could use the dating as a ploy to get close to the murderer yep 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 and and the, you still have the kid but it, the kid's maybe a bit older in high school so you can't get the veronica mars uh, situation going back on for the uh, early 2000s nostalgia so there you yeah, go. yeah i love veronica mars it's a so great there you show. go yeah. yeah oh man we got a we got a hot property here Boys? This I show. Has there we I'm go. not even joking. That's a great idea. It is not a bad idea. Yeah. Huh. I mean, we don't have. We we're losing. I think nowadays we don't have as many mystery shows as, as we used to. Yeah. No. I, I'll get the Bible ring up this weekend. I'll uh, kind of figure out uh, what my DBA is going to be. Uh, then yeah, we'll get some calls. We'll get some meetings for this. Yeah, yeah I'll man. Do that. I'll work out. I'll work out. I'll, I'll call some people. I'll call my people. We'll get this. We'll get this pitched off. So that'll be fine. I can't tell if you guys are joking or not. I don't I'm know. Being it would be fun. It's a good idea. I just would have no oh, idea I, how yeah, to get this. I, I, I have no idea how is... to get this in front of folks, but actually, it would be not a bad idea. 
I'm not no, going to release this best. episode of the podcast because I don't want the weasels who listen to us to steal it from us out from under us. You're I right. Mean, You're I right. mean, not but the also, weasels. I, I mean, our dear friends to steal out from under us. Someone, I've pitched maybe 90 times, and uh, let me tell you, this is as good as anything I've pitched. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got plenty to pitch on my own, but I, I just got to say, like, like, those meetings are, like, everyone is different. Like, you never know what the fuck they're going to say or think. It's 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 crazy. And and this one, you'd want to start out with, okay, remember Mrs. Colombo? Imagine that, but better. And then they're going to be out of your hands. Well, for, first you got a, off, you got a contract slid across the table to you. You can't compare it to a show that failed. That right there is a no-no. Wait, wait, wait. Are saying Mrs. Colombo failed? Because, I mean, it's... Yeah, okay. oh, it good, good point, good point, good point. Okay. Yeah, yeah I guess like, because if they find out, oh, they're basing it on a show that failed, they'll think, why? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, which, that's which why. Like, bars, yeah. And yeah. that's better. To a creative individual, you would think, I found something that failed and I found a way to fix it, so that's good, let's run with that, but that's not how yeah, we're producing it. but to a business like guy, a, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. No, no, so that's why you say, remember Columbo with Peter Falk? This is that, but a lady who isn't married to him but then also a little bit of Veronica Mars and a little bit of Murder, She Wrote. But younger. There you go. There's your I'm, show. I'm 100, I'm Back 100% up the truck. Back up the truck. Yeah. Wait a minute. 100... Wait a minute. All right. How is this different than Veronica Mars is what he'll say. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing. You've got Veronica Mars. She's in it too. But then also you got Veronica Mars' mom who's... <laughs> Angela Lansbury, but younger and hotter. There you we go. Have got, we have got to keep you away from this pitch. No, I think a great idea is having like the older mom involved yes. too. It's like a, it's like a, it's like almost like Murder She Wrote had a baby. Well, no, because uh, the baby boomers, you still want them watching it, so you need one of them in there. You need one of well, them. They can't see. Yeah, it, but, but you slightly want, younger. You want... Exactly, exactly. But slightly you younger. younger. This is this is a yeah. Graphic too. Right, that's why you and got also, the Veronica Mars thing in there, of course. Yeah, and then and then in the pitch meeting we'll say, well, you know, G- Golden Girls was popular with with young audiences. Exactly. So oh my god. Be yes. Because guess yeah, what? Yeah. What? No, I, oh, I, what? I, There's I, a grandma I, who shows up once in a while. Sure, she's sassy. Oh, yeah, she's sassy and and like Mona, she has a lot of sex. Oh wait, wait, am I thinking? Oh. She's an ex-cop no, just, and shows up to save the day once in a while. Photo. There you go. If you're going to do a ghost haunting like a house and that the grandma remembers the, the, the actual ghost like when he was alive, bam. There you go. There yes, that's in. right. The past case yeah. she had, someone she busted. So then it's this right. whole three generations of women uh, taking control, being powerful and proactive and solving crimes. I yeah, that's where we bring in. Uh, you guys like Wonder Woman, right? Well, this is there you go. In I hope, yes. I hope to God, every single woman listening to this podcast is offended beyond belief that yeah. three guys are out here <laughs> just making the perfect woman-centric detectives. Uh, oh, you mean? Oh, you mean like the last, you know, hundred years of entertainment and popular culture? <laughs> that's yes, what I'm saying. Exactly. Watch the, watch the sausage get made, ladies. Watch, watch the sausage get made by the sausage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, this episode no, I mean, of the I'm show. About that. Yeah, yeah, all right. This so, episode uh, of Mrs. Columbo, by the way. Yeah, do you remember this uh, show we were watching? Yeah. Uh, where Where did we leave off? Before we, we didn't got... leave off. We were, we were just talking, uh, we were talking about um, the actual murder itself. 
uh, not like having any job... justification whatsoever. Uh, the murder was, itself yeah, having like no basis. Like tracking this stuff, and I'm doing a terrible but, job. But also, well, no, the what, murder what, had no basis it, at all. It was out of the nowhere. The murder, too, is very brutal. It's like, yeah. yes. it's like Jesus Christ, he uses, like, what, a paint chipping thing. Right, he uses yeah. a chisel. Oh, a chisel, yeah, a chisel. A chisel, yeah, and that's what he uses to kill. It's like, my God, like, no Columbo murder. Well, there was a few ghastly ones, but this is just, like, a slasher type of murder. Yes, like, it is. And, and weird actually, how he, I got uh, it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Weird how he doesn't have a change of clothing. Right, yeah. He's in the house. He doesn't yeah. leave. And yeah, he is yeah. wearing the same outfit. And he killed a dude with a chisel. Well, I do actually I don't know about the time passage because he had left He doesn't, it's the same clothes. Well yeah. He, even, he I, still has the rose in the pocket. I think that is maybe just like sloppy costuming, but I think in terms of the story, there was some passage of time that the um housekeeper came by and he wasn't there. The housekeeper right. came by yeah. and found the body, called the cops, and then he kind of happened to, well, he pretended that he happened to come by to see his friend. So I think maybe he just had the same suit. I don't know. The exact same uh, suit. You know, yeah. you guys are up It's a really Charlie Brown point. thing. I don't know. I honestly well, here... wasn't paying attention to his clothes. <laughs> I was just like, well, I think this a guy. You know, I'm looking for the visual continuity because that's, I guess that's my jam as a cartoonist. Um the thing that that bugged me is that okay, so say he put on the same suit of clothes, right? So nobody would think, hey, it's weird that he's wearing one suit at three o'clock and a different one at five. But the only person but, who would know that is the guy who's dead. Well, he, he oh, did and and, and, and and clown, clown and could have said clown, clown could have said something about, hey, you're wearing the same clothes. So that could have been well, a risk. Um, I I can't wait to get. That to was my clown the... voice. That's a pretty Ooh, good voice. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, wasn't that the one that Kate Mulgrew did? Yeah, yeah kind of, yes. Like, <laughs> they establish early on that Clown's voice is evidently kind of like this. And yes. then when she shows up later, like, hi, I'm a clown! And yet it still, <laughs> it still somehow shocks Noel Abbott. Like, wait, is that Clown? Like, no, because it doesn't sound anything like what you've heard since you were age oh, eight Jesus. from that thing. <laughs> but the yeah. thing that... that so, like, the people at the nunnery or the hospital, whatever it was, would have seen him in that outfit. So, right. even if he were trying to maintain that continuity, that rose that he has in his pocket, he he didn't have. When he Wait, what? what is the deal with that rose? Is it I like, don't know. Is it was a clue. foil, like, on it? Yeah, it's like that some gold foil point. on it. I don't know. It's yeah. that, that florist that apparently he favors does that with the roses and they made that a clue because the script said they had to make that a clue. So there we go. That's and it didn't it. really pay well, off. Okay. The okay. Well, then yeah. why didn't we see the florist scene? Because, because, because it's a 45 minute show and they were shooting this thing on the cheap and they probably had five yes. days to shoot this. Okay, or that's yeah, my guess. Like, that's my guess. A, that's a huge plot. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it's a thing. There yeah. should have been a scene we about that, know, but there yeah. wasn't. Actually, would you like to hear my new theory about Mrs. Columbo? Oh dear, okay. okay. That will explain. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. That will explain why scenes are missing. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, Please explain. Abed, have you have we told you previously about our Columbo theory about Columbo the antibody? The antibody. Yeah. Seems like it would have come up. But yeah, go ahead. I, Please, John. I feel like 
of no, all people. Because this is another, right. it's another favorite of uh, some of our listeners. And I'm not being sarcastic sure. this time. I feel like I feel like Abed too. This you'll dig this. Yeah. Uh, so here's how it works. Imagine that television is an organism, like just as a concept, as an, as an organism. Okay. All of the networks are its organs, and all of the television shows are like the cells or the functions of the organs. Oh yeah. And as long as the shows are healthy, they promote healthy organs. Uh, but sometimes one might go off the rails. Say, for instance, Dabney Coleman were starring in a long-running NBC series called Creighton's Law. As an eccentric but <laughs> hard-hitting lawyer who has a weird cast of supporting characters like Shira Denise and a cowboy. Is that uh, a real show? Not exactly, but bear with me. I'll explain why. <laughs> I love that example. But at some yeah, point, yeah. it's a great show. We all love Hugh Creighton. He's doing a wonderful job. But at one point, he decides to kill his rock star girlfriend. Whoops. That's not a good thing for the hero of a television show to closer, do. Closer, closer, your lips to mine. Oh, no, you remember the song. Oh, of course I do. Uh, but uh, uh, so Hugh's actions have turned Creighton's law malignant. It is now like cancerous cells. It's going to spread. And if something is done, not done, it'll spread to the entire organism and kill television. And that's where Columbo comes in. Columbo is an antibody. He comes in to these shows that have jumped off the rails and he yeah. destroys them and they stop existing. So Creighton's Law no longer exists. It's now just one episode of Columbo. And it's dead. He's killed it. It's no longer a threat to the organism. That's my Columbo the antibody theory. You know, what you just said is like, um, it would be an insane. Episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. Oh, everything's an episode of Black Mirror now. Uh, so my no, theory. Right. Is, when you were saying that, I was like thinking, like, man, what a great episode that would be. And it would, if they took place in the 70s. Let's yeah. pitch this. Let's pitch this. Uh, my theory about, about Mrs. Columbo is it's a parasite. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's feeding off the big fish. Yeah, it I, goes you're in. Right. You're right, though. It's huh. just taking what people love, and it's trying to create a side, yeah. like, like a, a bigger fish on the side. But well, I mean, no. the problem is, like, you can't... There's something about Columbo that's so magical. It's Peter Falk. It's him being, like, a piece of shit. It's too, like, it's too strong. It's too strong to to kill it it's off. Too strong. It's too strong of a show, and you, you can't you can't recreate it just just on the fly. Like that'll well, take but, years. But it's not, even, it's not even like from a from a biological sort of metaphor perspective. It, it's actually like hard world sort of um, network television and capitalism and that you know sort of thing. And just it? let me tell you, if she was a detective, like you could do a thin man kind of thing. Because she oh, would I just mean, have to be just like him. Well, no, that's not the the thing about Thin Man is that they're they're wild opposites, right? Uh, yes, sort of. Well, no, but but, uh, but not 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 wild. wild. Opposite, not, no, but, they're not wild opposites. But Murdoloy is is pretty much um, what helps uh, William Powell. You know, he needs yes. her. Yes. And yes. They get along well. They drink together. She's she's grew up as this uh, very wealthy heiress, and she met this kind of dirtbag detective guy, and their worlds kind of uh, collide and mesh together uh, perfectly when they're together, and they can just like yes, feed each, yeah. they feed off of each other perfectly. Like it, it's this this uh, low life and high life thing, but they come together in the middle and. 
yeah, their 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 talents, their life experiences, just com- yeah. So it's not really opposites. It's like each of them, yeah, each, each of them, each, each of them had elements of those two worlds in them, and then when they come together, it just works perfectly somehow. And also, right, they drink a think, shitload of booze. Put, yeah, yeah. Unless you put um, Mrs. Columbo on his level. Um, you're not going to really have the same impact with the show because she's already like less than Columbo. And like, oh, I'm sorry, female listeners, if it sounds like I'm being derogative to your gender, I'm not. No, no, it's not I'm that. Saying. No, it's not that at all. It, it, it's just the way it was written and the way the show was conceived in that they yes, were just. Yes. It, it, yeah, no, the parasite thing. Yes. In that it just it, it's a parasite in a larger show, which they do that all the time where here's this popular thing. Oh crap! We need to get more viewers. We need to fill uh, programming time an hour or so a week. We have to do something that's got to be on the cheap. So we'll just lift certain elements and just use that association and just kind of siphon that off. And hopefully, from the goodwill you have from that, people will watch. And they didn't right. with this. And I think the '90s, some of the '90s Columbo episodes. The problem I have with that, they're doing kind of that same thing. Where the '90s Columbo episodes. I think kind of feel like a spinoff of the original seventies Columbo. And it's only occasionally uh, that they get it right. What was good about it. But the rest of the time they're trying uh, to just dine on that goodwill that you had feeling of the good stuff from the seventies. And it doesn't always succeed. And this was, I think this is kind of a precursor of that a bit more extreme. This is 80, but this... 79 and 80. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and um, but I mean, look, uh, let, let, let's be honest here. Like, what what spinoffs have succeeded? You know, not many. Frasier, Frasier's a good one. Mark or Mindy? Yeah, one. yeah. Frasier, Mark and Mindy. Um, Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. That's my point. It's but yeah. like three of those are from the same place. You know, yeah, it's like spinoffs. Oh, right, are really yeah. Hard because, like, I, I mean. Frasier's extraordinary, and it's mainly because they kept the same character. If they hadn't of, if it would just have been a new show, like they wanted to do where where Woody was running the bar, right. and Sam was gone. Yeah. But did you know that Woody Harrelson refused to do it without uh, um, Ted Danson? Oh, I didn't know. He that. He said that doing the show without him wouldn't feel right. Right. Which is the opposite of what someone nowadays would say. Well, actually, it's odd because uh, just last night I, I watched a couple of episodes of Frasier and I had not seen it in a while. And I like, oh, oh, it's, excellent. And, it's and excellent. I was surprised, like, oh, it's a good show. Because it is the same character, but it's changed just enough and broadened and made its own thing that they What's did a the really good job of that. Right, yeah, yeah, no, cause, like, the episode I watched last night was uh, written by Heidi Perlman and everything. So I was like, oh, okay, these are like the same folks. And so, yeah. No, they they yeah. they changed uh, things. Yeah, they just they adjusted things just enough to create this other very very funny situation and environment, and surrounded him with hilarious people. And yeah, that's why it lasted. God, that thing was on for another decade or so, wasn't it? I'm pretty yeah, sure. No, yeah, they're yeah. Both they're both eleven eleven seasons. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I watched them all. <laughs> Don't ask me how. No, I, mean, I, I, no, I definitely want. I it had been years since I'd seen any of that, and I would like to. Yeah, I want to see some more because it was like you what I saw you was can't very get better fun. Than Cheers, and you can't right. get better than Frank. 
They're both wonderful shows. Yeah. All, all in the I do want to point out All in the Family was responsible for like four million spin-offs. Oh, uh Mom, right, Jefferson's right. what he else? Had, uh, he had a bar. Good times, good times. Oh good times. Oh my yeah, god. Let's not, also let's also not count Archie's plays. Yeah. Or or there was actually I remember there was one uh that was very, very short lived, uh where Gloria moved out west and became an assistant to a veterinarian. What? Ooh. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh, God, I'm going to look it up now. Because I remember watching it as a kid, and even as a kid thinking, like, oh, this isn't very good. Uh, hold Gloria, on. what are you to... doing? That's a crazy idea. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she had I'm gotten... I'm you out if you do I that. think she had, she had gotten uh, gotten divorced from uh, Stibbets, and uh, let's see. Television. Uh, go ahead, talk I'm about yourself to... while I figure this out. Oh, it's just called Gloria. Gloria. 21 episodes. Was, yeah, but I was what I was trying to say earlier was, like, Making a spinoff successful is not easy, so we, we yeah. should give them that credit. And the fact that this is actually, like, I feel personally that if this would have gone on longer, it might have found its own voice. I think you're right. I, I When we wrap this up, before we wrap this up, I would really love for us to do the last episode of Mrs. Columbo. Well, what was that one? Falcon it. No, is it that? doesn't. No, because no. by that point, by that point, it was just called Kate Loves a Mystery, and had they didn't refer to Columbo at all. They completely oh. dropped everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, she so, had a different surname. So I've just I just found out that at the Gloria show, uh, the setup of the show is that Gloria had been left at loose ends after her husband Michael Stivic, who did not appear in the new series, Rob Reiner, of course, left her for one of his students and moved away to a commune. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So to be closer to her father, she decided to move her young son, Joey, and pick up the pieces of her life and assistant to two veterinarians in Fox Ridge, New York. The veterinarians were played by Burgess Meredith and Joe DeWinter. The character played Whoa. by Meredith was also conveniently Gloria's landlord. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. And it was one of the only, yeah, they, it's pointed out that it's the only um, uh, spinoff from All the Family to not be successful. And of course, Archie Bunker's place. She had the whole crazy thing that last season uh, that ended with Archie Bunker uh, and the electric chair for killing that guy. So yeah, the whole thing. Was oh strange. man! Yeah, I that was not nuts. That. No, it's not really. Yeah, it's. Yeah, he, he did. Hey, that that didn't really happen. happen. No, it doesn't really happen. I'm, no. I'm trying to think yeah, of spinoffs. That would be it would be very thrilling if that had happened. But yeah. I'm oh, trying to think of urban really, legend. Really crazy guys about this. I'm going to give up. I was <laughs> I was just trying to think of a spinoff that exceeded the original show. Oh. And the only thing I can think of is Xena. What was this? Oh, was that? Oh, oh that uh, Hercules. The Hercules thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody yeah. really cares all that much about Hercules anymore. They like Xena. So, well, that's, that's so fascinating because I always, when you think of Xena, you don't think of it as a spinoff. Yeah. Right? I never, I know. I didn't really watch either of those, but I, yeah. When I think of that, I think yeah. of its own show. I never really, it never occurs to me that it did that. Yeah, I, I never got into those quite as much as Buffy, but um, I, I feel like one of these days I'll revisit it. Well, Aftermath was pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of uh, Mrs. Columbo, I had a lunchbox. Sorry, Columbo things. <laughs> I uh, so we meet we meet Columbo's Aunt Lucy. Oh my gosh, what a weird character! What a weird scene. Uh, makes no sense. Madame Ruby, right? Yeah. And, and uh, we also find out that you, there's this nephew that won't sh that didn't show up, right? No, that's Columbo. Yeah, that... Columbo is the nephew. She's complaining about oh, Columbo shit. not showing up. That's right. Yeah, that's it. She's complaining that Columbo didn't show up. 
because because Columbo, because when we watch actually the show Columbo, he's always going to things out of town, and through th- the entire run of Mrs. Columbo, he's always out of town. So sure, that well, that, that says, tracks. Yeah, I'm. Try- I was trying to think when she said that, like, what case would that be? It wouldn't right. be any case, but um, at all. It it reminded me of something that I hadn't thought about before. Made me think of something I hadn't thought about before. I don't think Columbo should have family in L.A. It bu- it bugs me. Oh wait, what do you mean? No, actually, that that's ser- oh, you mean like extended family beyond his wife and whatnot? Yeah, I like yeah, just his wife and you know his wife has family in L.A. But Columbo is so New York, right? It feels right. I, I don't want it to turn out like. He's got 30 family members living in L.A. Because that makes no real sense. I want to see an episode where Columbo visits his mom, like, in New York. I mean, oh, that'd I be guess, sweet. That would be nice. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like, because like, actually, uh, we referenced, uh, referenced before the uh, Murder Rockstar episode. He's got a nephew he's looking for a boombox for. So there is yeah. there are some folks he actually in does the, buy the area. Boombox. Yeah. You know what I buys it, like? The kid. I yeah, I feel like he's got a lot of relatives uh, in L.A. as well as New York, but he does what he can. Let's let's be honest. Like, Columbo has so much to do that he can only be so many places at once, and he really tries hard, but he can't be everywhere. And uh, Right. Are you yeah. suggesting that all the family, that Columbo is actually seven different people? And <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> There's seven different identical Members of the Columbo family. <laughs> it, it's, it's like it's like Jay Johnson's dummies in this episode. Right, they all look alike, but they're in different, different wigs, a, different face paint. Yeah, there's Clown Lumbo. You know, by the way, Clown what I Lumbo. We have <laughs> Clown, Clown Lumbo. Good lord, we have degenerated into That's not terrible. talking about Mrs. Columbo at all because it's not because it's not good because it's not a good episode. I mean, if you want, I've got. A page and change of notes. I could bring up points. I mean, uh, her Do editor, just... her editor from the yeah. paper, is in here. I like him. I like his scene. I Can want more of that guy's backstory. Um, That's like a his girl Friday uh, trying to be kind of thing. It, it was like yeah, that I guy's great though. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a good actor. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, and then... how do you spell schizophrenic? S C H no T. That's a good reply. It's a wonderful reply. Um, yeah, and also he's talking about. Fair? Because he had, he had worked uh, his line about um, where he, Alberta he'd been in some pl- a paper in Alberta Canada or something at some point and he used to the, enter- the the entertainment editor and he used to get the, did I ever give you the uh, free passage and now like well we don't have any like that guy's got in that brief Henry scene some yeah Henry Jones is wonderful he's got so many good lines in that one uh, small bit of stuff and that also implies uh, in that sequence that all ventriloquists are schizophrenic to a certain extent. That's Which, the that's other thing. Weird. This episode was really sinking schizophrenic or ventriloquists. They wanted nothing to do with them. Well, I was yeah. actually I, watching this. I was thinking, trying to think about like when did that uh, switch happen? Because it seems like in oh. the sixties and seventies in popular culture, people just freaking turned on ventriloquists as really uh, creepy weirdos. Because you had like a from the thirties, the forties, fifties, yeah, Edgar. Edgar Bergen, people are fine with him. They're funny, pleasant fellas, whatever. But at some point... Yeah, you have, like, magic, and then you also have... Right, yes. The the, 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 uh, Anthony Hopkins thing, yes. I'm going to play you that. Oh, oh, are you going to... It's going to be the the Twilight Zone episode? Uh, No. I think that's a huge one. I I think that's a huge one. Like, later. 
Um, uh, John, what was it? John, what, what, uh, what's your thing? I, I want to say all the way back to ancient Egypt, but certainly throughout history, ventriloquism was seen as demonic possession. But I was going to say that, like, uh, in Freaks and Geeks, they do a, a funny joke where one of the characters gets a, a dummy as, as a ventriloquist. You know, he wants to be a ventriloquist. And even though it was made later, they're commenting on, in that era, how ventriloquism was laid. Yeah, no, it's very because I mean, in this era, you had okay, this Jay Johnson guy was doing stuff. He was pretty popular. He was on like, you know, a network show that a lot of people were watching. And the other ones that time were like what, like uh, Willie Tyler and Lester. Uh, you had your mm-hmm. Wayne Flowers and Madam. Those oh, guys God. doing a lot of like a uh, variety Sh- shows. Sherry stuff Lewis, like that. yeah, Sherry Sher- Lewis and Lamb Chop. Why is that ventriloquism or just doing like uh, children's puppet stuff? You got to give credit to Jim Henson for elevating puppetry. True. But I think, you know, I think, he, I think puppetry... he brought it up to a, an artistic level, which which you gotta you gotta admit, like you guys are saying, at the time it was like becoming a joke. But it's but it I think that's it's different puppetry and and uh, marionettes and that sort of thing. That's different from ventriloquism. But ventriloquism, it's a guy on a stage where he's got the thing on his lap and he has to do the not moving the lips thing. Whereas uh, puppetry, right, you're, you're, you're right, kind you're of right. off to the side or underneath and whatever. Whereas there's something different and stranger about you're there you're doing a comedy routine with yourself well let me uh let me go ahead and be the smart guy with reference please uh (laughs) and uh broadway critic walter kerr okay in 1977 described ventriloquism as do you realize what an ominous presence of ventriloquist dummy can be and often is comparing it to Frankenstein's monster and the act as being the artist's fear that the creation could destroy them. Oh, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, that is that is fascinating. And also it makes that scene when he's performing for the kids. You know what Mm -hmm. I thought? Oh, my God. That's so both times. I was like, if I was a kid watching this, it would be so entertaining (laughs) because I'd be like. (laughs) The comedy is dipping into the darkness, which I think is right. pretty awesome. Well, I, I don't saw... know. It gets it gets less awesome to me, especially the first one. <laughs> the first time you see him with the uh, kids at the nun hospital, and the dummy just starts refusing to talk. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, but then the, at the second party, it's a little more creepy. No, yeah. no, the birth party party it's way more creepy because he's tra- he's trying to do like uh, the light comedy with himself, the dummy, and then the. Uh, Dummy just starts talking about dead men tell no tales, and he gets a kind of weird quietness in the room. And it's like, no, okay. that, that's kind of uh, that makes this you know, you guys asking me to do this episode worthwhile is that scene because it's but like bizarre. I said, the first time I was entertained if I was a kid, but the second time, well, he's doing a kid's birthday party, this is creepy, <laughs> right? Well, it wasn't even the like, yeah. I really enjoy oh, that like, yeah. that Archie's mannerisms do feel like a jilted lover. The way he turns his back on Noel, it just looks like, oh, we're starting this, are we? Yeah, and the eyes, the <laughs> eyes half closing when he looks at him and he's saying certain right. things. So in terms of that, uh, Johnston working with Edward Abrams, they did a great job with the shots and the expressions of this piece of wood. This mechanical piece of wood. They did a great job of doing that. Actually, can we talk about Edward Abrams and the way he directed this episode? Because I think that is one of the few bright spots of this thing. That it is put together really well. It is shot really well. And the scenes that need to be creepy and unsettling 
are genuinely creepy and unsettling. And this is a guy who mostly he, made his bones right. editing on uh, Columbo and whatnot. Well, he, also, he was a good director. I, I saw that he edited Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Really? I didn't see that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that terrible uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, I beg your damn pardon, <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> the final right. film of Raul Julia is by no means... Oh, right! That's what that is! That's right! Yeah, but, I Goodness. mean, the Blanca storyline is so fucking horrible i know i know it's bad. yeah because i love street fighter but that movie was like uh, it was a tragedy um also mortal kombat isn't bad that's an actually decent uh game fighting movie i've never seen it what a genre a, oh really i have a friend who watched it every day for a year what, what? <laughs> why what well that was the thing like this is chris haley lovely guy oh really door- yeah uh, he really is a lovely guy. And uh, he watched it every day for a year. And, and there was a point where we were kind of telling him to stop. And it was, <laughs> making, it was making him very sad. The film was. Uh, or the idea of watching the film. What? 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 Uh, I, I went through that with um, Jacques Tati. Like, I watched Mon Anc for like. Oh, gee, I can see that. Times. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that like uh, like I'd say maybe ten times after I first saw it in playtime, and then people thought I was crazy because I was like, "Well, I see something in these," you know. Yeah, well, there's but, there's a lot to get out of a Tati film because he forces you to watch. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, you can't I, I'm walk glad away. You understand, but nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember a long time ago, you and I were talking about like the last time we talked, I had not seen the entire Tati catalog. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and I still have two I need to see, so. Which two? Uh, let me look them up, because I do not remember them off the top is it, of. Is it Hugh Lowe's Holiday? I've never seen the very last one of his. I know that. It's not that good. It's not the last That's one probably one of the reasons I haven't seen it. It's like, yeah, I'd rather watch it. I'd say uh, Illusionist is better to watch. Uh, I have not yet seen... I've not yet seen The Illusionist, I'll tell you that. I think, I think oh, no, for wait, me... That's, the, yeah, that's the animated one. I have not seen Parade. It's no, not I good. haven't seen that either, yeah. I've seen Traffic. Yeah, that's good. But, uh, I mean, we're getting derailed here, sorry. Oh, no, but, yeah. I mean, I we, we've been we've been doing that for an hour. So, yeah. No, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the episode. We're, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we should, we should cover uh, some more of this episode. Because, I mean, yeah. uh, there, there's the weirdness. Oh. Okay, the crime happens, but then also uh, the main cop you deal with, uh, Sergeant Kaplan, the crime scene is such that... Uh, reporters this are able to just, terrible. yeah, reporters are able to just file in and then just no, come into the murder scene like, uh, and just handle evidence they want to, which doesn't mm-hmm. seem good. Yeah, when she's like putting those things back on the shelf, I was kind of like, where are the police? And like, right. wouldn't like her husband be like, honey, what are you doing? You can't touch the evidence there. You're, you're messing up the oh. crime scene. I am positive that if at you know they meet for dinner that night and like so what'd you do while I was in San Diego, if she told him he'd be te- horrified. Oh, I'm totally, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like oh yeah, that guy's schizophrenic. You should have called the cops. They got people to deal with this. Holy shit. Right. Yes. Especially the confronting him at the end in the mm. uh, workshop. Yeah, that didn't make sense. But the cop well, wasn't I'll, I'll great. The cop dinner. was it's not. Like, it's like very good. No, I hate. You I can't actually be took... around. Hold on, guys, check this out. You can't be around someone schizophrenic. Now that's dangerous. Now I want you to talk to the police. Make sure this guy's taken care of. I'll do it in the morning. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, nice uh, to dinner. <laughs> I, I did not even write down anything about Kaplan because he was so pointless, except to represent the fact that the only reason Mrs. Colombo solves these cases is because the cops are terrible at their jobs. Yes. Yeah. No, this and guy. He's this, more this concerned. Guy, wow. Talk more talks, concerned with spelling of his name. Yeah. Right. That, I mean, that they name kind of make that. No, they kind of make that a thing that has worked well in other things. It didn't work well here because they didn't do more with it. Like, yeah, that's uh, the okay. thing is that uh, Mrs. Colombo, and this is one thing I would really love to see change. If we, you know, obviously never did. She's not. She's not a go getter. No, she does. <laughs> no, not really. thing. It just kind of happens. Things yeah, just she kind of happen. Well, she's she's cute, she, and that's all she does. Well, I'm reading this. I mean, I'm listening to these lectures about like writing, and they would describe her as a machine comic, which you don't want in a in this show. Which means she's reacting to everything, right? And she doesn't really have a goal. Like she doesn't have an overall like pursuit, which Colombo has to solve the crime. So mm-hmm. it, it ties him into the, the opponent that he has. In this, Col- Mrs. Colombo just, is just sitting around and she's curious, but that's not enough to drive a show. No, right. and the, the, know, the, there's, the, no, there's no goal that she has that really needs to be solved. And, and the clue is in the end where she uses to, uh, that she uses to get him to try to nail him, like, apparently, because you never see him get arrested. Um, <sighs> the, the placement of the chisel on the rack the foil on the rose and <laughs> the burying the burying of the clown dummy she uh, next to the grave the which happened off camera so you don't know that that actually there you happened go. when you guys earlier yeah. i said scenes are missing that's like, one yeah. that's a big one that's a huge there. one yeah i mean that's the mrs colombo parasite the yeah. mrs colombo parasite eats the show right and you yes. don't notice it yeah well i mean, right. I mean that, that's Replaces a huge it with other scenes that's a big problem with this because also it's You've got forty-five minutes because it's an hour-long show with uh, commercials, and they're trying to replicate the Colombo structure, and that has a lot more time to do it. They got so much time to do that; uh, they were regularly, you know, killing time with wasted scenes. This, they don't have enough time to put the vital stuff in. You really should see for the story to actually make things make sense. So they have to explain at the end, and you get like, "Oh, sure, I guess that probably happened. All right." Uh, the, I just well, Colombo to... episodes are, are an hour and a half, meaning there's an extra thirty minutes to really have like every scene you need to lead him towards the conclusion. Right. right. Yeah, and I don't think in forty five minutes you can adequately involve every like you got to keep things moving and you can't really like we like to see Colombo just meander and discover something. <laughs> right. And right. that takes a while. <laughs> but I mean, when you have the thing with this, where in a traditional sort of hour-long show, let's use again uh, "Murder She Wrote" as an example, the murder happens. You don't know how it happened, so you have a lot more time because you didn't have that set up to have to watch the characters interact to have the murder, and then you got to cram in uh, the encounter with the, the uh, main character who tries to solve at the end. No, it's like you have the main character going into that world and then solving the murder and meeting everybody. Because, I mean, you watch an episode of, like, uh, Matlock, those things seem like they take two hours. It's an hour-long show, but he interacts well, with Matlock, so many people. He, he talks to so many to. folks and everything. But this, you know, the time for that, because they felt like they had to still do the same thing structurally, where you introduce the 
guy is going to kill somebody, the introduced person is going to get killed, you see them getting killed, and then you've got like 15 minutes to just kind of shove in Mrs. Columbo, then meeting them, then yeah. doing the investigation, then right. confronting them, and it's just not enough time to do this sort of story. And I think that's one of the, the, the fatal problems of the show and why it just utterly didn't work. Well, in, in a Columbo episode, we're already um, we already know he's going to come to the crime scene. So that's literally the only time we need to see him. And then from then on, it's just a roller coaster ride to him figuring it out. And like with this, like I, I mean, there's not that same formula. So it's like right. She she just kind of dances around things, and then oh, blah blah blah. And like, I. Mm. It, it, I I don't know. John, John I, I feel like I'm being rude, but <laughs> No, I mean, th- th- I'm sure the people who who made this are well aware of the uh faults too. John, I have a question. Yes, yeah. So this is the third one of these we've talked about. Have we spent every single one of them just talking about why this doesn't work? As opposed <laughs> to as opposed to talking about the merits of the episode and the plot points because I was thinking about well, I want to do maybe a couple more of these before we're uh, done with this run of the podcast. And if it's just that, maybe we don't want to do it because we end up just talking about and rehashing how it could have been yeah. better and why it didn't work. And I, am I wrong in thinking that or no? Wait, did you guys already release the ones that you talked about previous? Yeah. 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 yeah we, did, we did. We'll link them up. We did the we did the uh, pilot and we did the uh, the one about uh, caviar with everything was the other one right yeah. which is the oh, third okay. or fourth episode yeah because this, right. this is this is the fourth one I think right yeah, yeah see this, this is this is what I will say in the defense of the show is that we've only watched from the first four episodes right yes so maybe so as that's I would like to do the last a two one. things yeah that's a good idea yeah. just see what happened um, yeah because I I I like I said earlier this really should. The show needs a chance to breathe. She needs to find her zone. And, I mean, of course, maybe the first couple, four, three or four Columbos aren't as strong as, as the later ones. And it's because, yeah, like, we got to get comfortable with the character. Yeah, that's the thing, though. The first three or four Columbos are amazing. Uh, right. Oh. It's, it's, a weird, it's a weird bar to kind of try to reach, and this does not. But, I mean, Columbo is one of the most perfect shows on TV. It's like Cheers or Community. It's one of those ones that landed fully for It's Simpsons. Simpsons, you know, another good one. Oh, no, no, actually, Simpsons took a season. It did. I, I, think, uh, I, think, I think Community did also. Because when I first started watching Community, uh, I couldn't You know, stand... I like Community, but can I just say that yes. I don't like the constant witticisms. The first few episodes I didn't like. I stopped watching it, and then uh, maybe about three quarters away to the first season. No, no, that's it. Three quarters away to the first season. I watched it again, and it was a completely different show. It had, it obviously had adjusted and improved, and I, I was just shocked because you don't often see it so uh, clearly. So I think I think you know. Oh, um, yeah. I'll say this: I love Community so much, but after watching so much of Cheers, I'm like. They just took everything from Cheers and applied <laughs> to a school. Well, that's fine, though. That's, that's fine well, to that's do fine. that. Yeah. I mean, it's the secret to making a great show is, like, you got to watch something like Cheers and study the formula. And figure but out saying, how to like, do that. And, yeah. No, I'm just saying, I will... like, I love community, but uh, I, I really like older shows. For the, set. The, the basic thing is that too much witticism is so annoying to me. I just, people don't talk like that. You know, like, I don't like to see people constantly making a joke every two seconds. Well, it's I mean, it's hard for me to 
Ah, I, I guess I guess it's the tone though, because I mean something like um, really really old stuff. Like for instance, uh, we brought this up before. Uh, like uh, the Phil Silver show, Sergeant Bilko. That's just joke, 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 joke. But the tone, yeah, but, but the I mean, tone is different. But the tone, yeah, but the tone is different. Physical. But they're still doing. Yeah. Well, no, it's not physical. They're still doing the same kind of stuff where it's joke after joke after joke after joke. But it is the way it's delivered. Well, the Tears tone of it, like it's less. Too, yeah. But it's less about just making a witty comment and more about like a character flaw. Well, let's try this. How about Arrested D? Because I feel like that show landed. Oh, there we go. Yes. yes. Oh, that okay. one was right there from the, show, yeah right? from the get go. That was there. And also that's I one. still think about joke, 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 joke. Yeah. Everything is well, everything every in that show is setting up a joke. A but yeah. every single every I, single scene is setting up another joke coming after it. Yeah. There is an amazing. I bet you go. It's, no, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I really I want to hear you first. No, I, I, I the reason Arrested Development for me works so well is they're delivering it in a new format, but they're also giving you so much character. Uh, like it's so driven by the characters mm-hmm. that it's in a, a league of its own because um, I, I'm just saying, cause like, community is on a level of like, this is a sitcom, you know, rest development is saying this isn't a sitcom. This is an adventure show. So you're following people oh. on different paths, huh. you know? So it's, it's reinventing the sitcom in the sense where it's not just one place or a couple scenes. It's like every character is going on a journey. So that is way more advanced for me as a show. I'm saying they're, they're achieving a lot more that way. Uh, anyway, sorry. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm too scientific with my sitcom stuff. Well, that's good. I mean, it's better than just being like, you know, I like this, I hate this. Well, no, yeah. I really like Mama's Family and Perfect Strangers. I love Mama's Family to fucking pieces. <laughs> really? Yes, because that show oh, is so bizarre. It's great. It's so funny. She is her character is a riot. Well, there's a spinoff yeah. that lasted a long time, a really weird spinoff. Strange it circumstances is. that that thing kept going. Yeah, I I didn't know what that what was. Is that about uh, Vin and Naomi? It, no, it was it was a ske- no. Mama's Family was a sketch on the Carol Burnett show. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. I, oh, you. I thought you meant yeah. there was no, no. I mean that. that that actually was a spinoff. Of, you know, that's a weird spinoff that it mm. came. It is a, a spinoff, um, but what it really captures well is um, <clears throat> like I was saying earlier, it's like cheers. It's like, here's an environment with all these characters that are like bouncing off of mama. And uh, she kind of just rules this universe, but she's so flawed. You know what I mean? She's mm-hmm. more flawed than the other characters, but she doesn't let you know that, you know, and there's a, there's just a brilliant sort of uh, style, but it's also like, it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Cause there's episodes where they're trying to find gold. What? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. they're trying Weird. to find gold, and a parent knows where it is and it is just not telling them. <laughs> okay, that's that's very peculiar. Yeah, sorry. I I love that show, and everyone makes fun of me. Like you don't know how much I get. No, I I was at uh, Value Village the other day, and I found the Mama for President book. <laughs> and it's not what? written by anybody on the show. It's written by a couple of writers for the show and a bunch of book writers. But it's it's so weird that this was briefly a phenomenon. Mama's family. It had like it a was fan base. Strange. I well, love it. Was like Police Academy, yeah. where it was a phenomenon and then it went away, and then everyone now makes <clears> fun of it. And and I'm research or I'm doing a lot of studying of Police Academy, and it's actually one of the best farces ever written. 
Uh, I'll take that. Oh, I'll, I'll no, because that. And, and it's like same with Mama's Family. Like, there's these shows that you think are these properties that you think from the '80s that were just jokes that were like passing fads, but there was a lot of brilliant stuff in them. You know, there was oh, a yeah. lot of like ingenuity in the in the medium. And you have to. I mean, even I love really old shows like Car Fifty Four. Where are you? Which is not a clever show necessarily. Oh, but, I, I bite your tongue. That's a but wonderful thing. To get, Nat Hiken. But you get you have to life. get inventive on a show like that because yeah. you have such a small area to work with. And right. you're at the point where like, okay, we're in a police station and we're in the ethnic part of town. We've been doing that for a year. How do we find something new? We're gonna have to put some Russian spies in and <laughs> run with it. And yeah. I, I find that fascinating. Well, the, the here's the trick though. When you're writing a, a big sort of film with all, all these characters, there's so many things that you have to be aware of. And uh, the way they handle them throughout the, that franchise is interesting. Because they, they do as much as they possibly can with what little they have. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry, another tangent there. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've had a whole bunch of I tell you guys, we, should, we should just do another podcast where I just tell you about this writer I'm, or this teacher I'm like like listening to, uh, just making all that stuff sound brilliant. You know, like Perfect Strangers, he's saying is brilliant. <laughs> I kind of think you know the thing is I do think it is there's that something is entertaining on a level that it enraptures millions of viewers, right? Even if it's low art. There's well, something in it that's ingenious. Yeah, yeah. It's Steve weird. Urkel is an example of a side character taking fucking center stage. And yeah. that is quite a feat for any show. For that character to just reach to that level of like becoming a, a fucking phenomenon. How do you explain that? Like, you can't. It's just a matter of everyone noticing, like, he's the funniest guy in the room. Why don't we make the show revolve around him? And there's, a, there's always conversation about how, what was it called, Family Matters? Yeah. About how Family oh, yeah. Matters was meant to be a serious show about a working class family. Well, they wanted to capitalize on Cosby Show. Right. It was like learning lessons every episode, but in a comedic fashion. However, that is something that is very hard to achieve because you don't have the Bill Cosby element. Right. And uh, and I think, anyway. I think to that degree, what happens is that isn't what was needed the cosby show already filled that niche so when you have a show like family matters trying to fill it what happens is the part of it that actually is appealing is what gets elevated by the viewers and everything else gets ignored because they already have it they don't need it right Hmm. right right okay it's it's fascinating to watch that stuff happen so you know it's a it's a piece of shit show it's terrible in its way but it's also brilliant oh i love it yeah, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Here's the thing. I love it because I, <laughs> I see all of that. I look at it from the perspective of an alien looking at Earth. <laughs> but like I mean, you're watching this phenomenon just explode and you don't quite understand it. But, but I right? mean, do you ever think about it in terms of the fact that it's a business decision and that you have one company that has this thing that's popular, the other company, ah, well, we need something kind of close to that. Yeah, throw this together. And so it just comes down to... They're trying to approximate as best they can without completely ripping it off and look like they're ripping it off. And it all, it's just uh, trying to do a business thing. And the creativity is not entirely 100% the goal. Like, do you ever right. put that into it yeah, or no? But, 
Yeah, but um, at the same time, like sometimes that will create a, a phenomenon like Urkel. Well, I know, but then, but then that, that, that's but that's what happened with Mrs. Columbo too. Except it wasn't two different companies; it was the same company uh, trying to replicate the same mm-hmm. thing because they were desperate for a hit because they were in the goddamn toilet back then. Yeah, but Mrs. Columbo <laughs> didn't have anything else to offer. Right. It was Except just for trying the name. to capture. It was just right. the name. It was just trying to capture the, name, the car and the dog. The dog, in this case, who uh, was too smart to eat a pill, so then somehow Mrs. Columbo ate the pill. I still don't know how that happened. I still don't know how that happened. You have just derailed me because I want to destroy that scene. I hate it. Wait, so wait, much. wait. I derailed you from not talking about this episode of Mrs. Columbo. I'm sorry. I yes. Derailed absolutely. you from the derailing of the podcast. We should probably RGB, just do a little bit and wrap this up soon. But yeah, let's talk about uh, that scene and a couple others. But yeah, please, John, if you would uh, well, go on about this because it's ridiculous. There is this insane thing that happens in Mrs. Columbo where everything is a big production. Nothing can just be done. The dog needs a pill. Put some freaking peanut butter on your finger and give him the pill. That's all right. you have to do. But it has to be a big production. And in this one, she basically kills her dog because <laughs> she's like, here, eat two pounds of ground beef with about a cup of onion in it. And Worcestershire sauce. And I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that, that tripped me out that like she did that because I was like, if a dog owner watches this and does this, the dog's going to die. Yeah, but then also, the dog, really didn't, the dog didn't eat the pill. And at some point, the pill got into her meal. Which, do yeah, you ever saw how that happened? The meal that the cop Thanks. is sitting down for also? What's, what's the line Wait, on that no. Garfield comic? The, Are they congratulations saying that the dog on put the pill in her food? <laughs> Maybe that that's was how, it. That, that's how clever that dog is. Yeah, I think clever. the dog is like the Columbo version of, of a dog. So Yeah, that might be <laughs> it. That must be it, yes. Also, did you guys notice that dog is about two years old in this episode? Oh, no. Because you care. No, he looks yeah. kind of old. He looks kind of old. Yeah, he's he's a basset. Well, I mean, it, it's part of it is also I think the the fact that these episodes they felt like they really, really, really had to shoehorn in and hammer in the domestic stuff. Right. It's like, no, yeah. see, she's look, a... she's in the suburbs, and they're like, okay, we get it, we know. Thank well, you. Boy, that like, house. That huge. guy dinner was yeah. like strange too, because it was almost like, is this guy trying to have sex with Mrs. Colombo? <laughs> yeah. Well, plus they were Did playing cool. To... It was just, yeah, it was. Did you yeah. used to have that though, where if somebody showed up like an, like, to my mind, this ended by the mid eighties, but it used to be that if like, you know, a neighbor showed up during dinner, like you'd invite them to sit down with you. And sometimes they would. Oh, my family had no right, friends. Right. Right. Well, that's what happens. That would never happen. Wait, what's yeah, going man. on? <laughs> no, I'm saying in mama's family, everyone sits down to dinner. Like they can't get enough of mama's cooking. But uh, <laughs> yes, we'll bring it back to Mama's family. I I, I I talk about that too much on my own podcast, so I'll I'll pass it. I'll pass it <laughs> yeah, um, it drives Rich crazy. Um, all right, let's. Uh... I think I think that like there was a time when you would do that. However, it just seems weird that this this cop is like eating with another cop's wife. And I, I guess know. it's because right. because the the resolution was not the best. I guess it's I think it's stuffed peppers. I'm not sure. It seemed like it looked like stuffed peppers. Yeah, the best is like a pepper, like, oh a pepper with meat in it. So, yeah, he loved it, but that's great. Um, that's one, so, one of my favorite... So I'm looking at my notes, just going through so quickly. Uh, one of my favorite shots is um, in uh, Noel Abbott's uh, Love Pad 70s apartment. 
there's the shot where the dummy's in the foreground just slumped over like he's passed out from right oh, yeah, that, that, That's a wonderful a shot. It's a great yeah, shot. Yeah, I took a picture of that because yeah, I, I yeah. thought that was very strange. Like, he looked like he was a person. Yes, no, it was good. It's again, Edder, Edward Abrams making the best of a poor script. He made this thing. Well, he also, there was well another scene. There was another scene that it seemed like it was directed by an editor because it immediately cut to, I think Kate Mulgrew was doing something and then she's like, so what does everyone think about ice cream? And then it cut to a scene where there were... Oh, yeah, he's up there, yeah, eating ice cream in the kitchen. Yes, yeah, going right to that. The weird thing with the fly and stuff... Ice cream? Oh, John, we were... John, we were talking earlier, uh, the the one scene you said bothered you about um, uh, Columbo's daughter is in the bedroom uh, playing with a dummy. Uh. And, and she and uh, Mrs. Columbo yells at her for messing with the, with the dummy, if you could, please. Yeah, that bothers me, too. That bothers me, too. It's in my notes. Yeah, uh, uh, Abed, I will fill you in that on the episodes we have seen of Mrs. Columbo, Mrs. Columbo's whole shtick is stealing things and breaking into homes. <laughs> this is literally how she gets all of her evidence Really? And then she tells her daughter, you don't touch other people's things in a real harsh, mean way. Well, I didn't even know that, Mm. uh, what the background is there. And I thought that was kind of out of character to yell at her kid who's a little kid playing with a fucking toy. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh, it's so irritating. If you're a parent, it's like... Yeah, of course you're going to run around and play with toys. That's what a kid does. So when she got mad, I thought it was very, like, harsh. But but it, for me, it thinking, about it, thinking about it uh, to today, um, she had just seen, maybe half an hour before, at the party, uh, the, the um, puppet kind of allude to the murder of someone. So maybe right. that was part of it. Maybe that was part yeah. of it. Hey, don't touch the murder puppet. So maybe she was a little, maybe there was a oh, was kind oh. of coloring her emotions a little bit. Is oh, that, then, yeah, that's when he comes in and says, like, what did he say? Referring to the puppet. Right. No, is that what Muppet means? Murder puppet? Oh, uh, probably is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, okay. I'd find them much more interesting if that was is, the case. It stands for, um, like, man puppet. Man puppet? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's they're so like much worse. Yeah. It is. It's creepy. It so much. If you have sex with a puppet, the hey. resulting child is a muppet. I hey. really. Think hey, do you want to? Do you want to go see the man puppet show? <laughs> oh, the man think, puppet show's on. Um, I think hey. Henson thought like I want to bridge humans and puppets, but it has to be something in between. So that's why I thought of muppet. Man puppet. Yeah. It's time to have some organs. It's time to oh. be all felt. Yeah, it's okay. time to be disgusting on the man puppet show tonight. I'm I'm looking through uh, my two pieces of paper here, and not really coming up with a lot more that I want to. I have one more thing. Uh, please, yes, and let's let, 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 let's let's do this. Uh, the last thing of the evening on the episode. Okay. Let's say that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got that she was killing her dog with onion powder. Uh, she's oh. staking out funerals, which is a very Columbo. Oh, that's thing a to super do. Columbo thing. Yes, good, good catch. Um, that's where you get clues. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, her big clue was was Noel Abbott putting the murder chisel, or sorry, putting the other chisels yeah. back in order and leaving a spot for where the murder chisel would have been. And the, the fact thing, 
Wait, did he do that? No, he put the murder chisel in. The murder chisel back. But she made this. She made this whole big deal about how did you know where the murder chisel went? He's been coming there since he was eight, and they are chisels. Yes, yes, and (laughs) and they are actually put in some sort of order and sequence. They're all different grades and sizes. And he knows yeah. how to build things. So yeah, that's I've yeah, that was a dumb incredibly clover. frustrating. That was not I a really way to catch that. that was not a way to catch. Well, that they're, they're trying to create a, a Columbo esque kind of uh, situation for her to discover, but it's so stupid. It's yep. like beyond stupid. It's like I, I mean, first of all, why chisels? <laughs> why did you choose that? Stuck on that man. Yeah. That's the first question. And then I don't know. And yeah, then, it's and then when she's putting those pens down, like that's really uh, stupid. Oh, how hard! I'm I'm sorry. I do have one more thing. The um at the end, um after he smashed Archie's face, the the dummy against the and wall, and I love that scene. and taped love it up. That that's a great scene. But at the at that the end, so that's, good. That's one of the only good. But, uh, but after that, that's one of the only good parts of the ending of this where. You feel a little bit like, oh man, that dummy's being going to get tortured. It's a dummy, but you feel a little weird about it because it's in that strange high chair, and the faces move, the heads moving back and forth, and he's about to cut the wire to cut its "quote unquote" voice. It's it's very strange, and then uh, Archie just breaks down and just drops a dime and says like, "He killed him," like <laughs> no hesitation. Yes, no did it. No did it. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> There's that there's that thing where Mrs. Colombo says, uh, Archie, uh, Noel was going to cut your voice box, Archie. You were never going to speak again. Yeah, and Archie's reaction is actually kind of human. He has a little what? Yes. Yes. It, oh, my God. It was so human. It was that's, weird. That's the, the, the direction and working with Jay Johnson. They did really well together on this. I just it's wish so the good. rest of it had been up to that kind of quality. So that's the thing that's frustrating. People were trying on this. People were trying yeah. to make really a good trying, thing. Yeah. They were trying to make a good hour of network television with this thing. And then well, I, there was so much that didn't people. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So You're what was right. the cop show I, called again? Broken Badges? Oh, that he was on? Yeah. I think so. I, I don't, don't remember. Because I, I want to... F- so. Yes, he was on soap. I just want to see if Abrams uh, ever had anything to do with Broken Badges because they just work so well together. Nope, dang it, he was not. I just wanted them to work so. Oh, well Stephen together, J. Cannell you know? did it. I didn't. I forgot. Yeah, Miguel Ferrer was in it. Holy cow! Miguel Ferrer's in it. Ernie Hudson. Oh my god! Donna Davis is in it. Wait, 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 Donna, wait, 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 Two Twin Peaks people on this thing. Good lord. <laughs> well, the three, 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 because Ernie Hudson was in season three. Before we start well, talking about a seven-episode uh, cop show. Got, Sorry. So I got one more thing about what you just said. And um, the whole uh, clipping the fucking wire that controls the mouth of the puppet. It's Here's the thing. It's, it's both brilliant and tragic. Oh yeah, I know. It's it's, it's that, a weird, interesting. Like thing. they were going for so much, and they're almost making like, all right, what's the worst thing to do a puppet? Oh, he can't move his mouth, and I I think that's really really bold and powerful. But sadly, in the casing of a Mrs. Columbo, you know, if, if this was a Columbo episode, it would have been incredible, right, guys? 
Yeah, it could have been a good one. Yeah, it could have been a good strange one. I, I still it, feel as John said earlier. Yeah, it wouldn't have. I can't imagine Columbo harassing someone who's mentally ill. It makes me feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I guess modified so. it would have been okay, but I think as is, not no, not entirely. I don't know. Well, that that uh, newspaper chief just breaks it down. Oh right, he he's completely the expert on stuff, and uh, yeah, strange. I wonder if he hangs out with Colombo. Uh, did you guys kind of feel like this actor uh, Jay Johnson kind of looks like Mark Hamill? Oh yeah, several <laughs> times, several times. Throughout the episode, I, I kept, thought that. I kept yes. imagining Mark Hamill in this role, and it was making me laugh. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely felt it, that way. It's almost like it could work. With a Mark lot Hamill. of it is a haircut and just the way they both looked back then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not I can see yeah, I, yeah, it's 79, which is like, I was born that year, actually. Uh, my parents don't like Columbo. I, I tried to watch, make them watch it once, and they fell asleep. Oh, wow. I'm surprised, because usually hmm. it's such a parent show. Well, the weird that's thing usually about the my... gateway drug or the gateway. Yeah, they like, love. Uh, yeah. They love. It's always sunny and Big Bang Theory, and I like. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, wow. and Bob Newhart. I'm really into Bob Newhart. Like, I, wow. I like that stuff. So, and Carol Burnett show. Yeah, those are like my passions. I just uh-huh, watched you're, you're like an old ton person. of those Carol Burnett shows on DVD before Tim Conway joined, and it's oh, a whole... yeah. It's a whole other show. It's so weird. No, no, wait, wait, what's, what's he John? Was, he was a guest star. Yeah. He was a guest star. He he wasn't a main person. And so he basically was on it so much because they liked him so much because he was so great. Well, I'm confused. Well, though. He, uh, what's a Tim Conway? Uh, about, the, about 104 pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Tim Conway could get a laugh walking slowly. How the fuck? Oh, yes. No, he was very good at that. Yes. And yet, that, and yet that, he went and free... did the Dorfon uh, golf stuff, which was awful. So which everyone I, I contains multitudes. Right. Oh. Abed, I'm, I'm often in L.A. Do you want to get together for a Dorf viewing party? Yes, I do. Right. I'll, I'll stay here in Philadelphia. So thank you. I don't, <laughs> I'll, you know, a lot of my tell friends, me how it goes. Uh, we did really well, considering how long. And Abed, again, I love you. Thank you for being on here. I want to have you on every show. <laughs> considering that Abed is on, we've ended this real early. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not okay. Bad at well, all. let's 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 go around the horn here. Uh, final thoughts in the episode. Where you would rank it in the Mrs. Colombo episodes you've seen? <laughs> uh, let's start with Abed. 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 Overall, what did you think of this? Having never seen a Mrs. Colombo in your life. Well, having never seen a Mrs. Columbo, it would be at the top. Right. <laughs> but it would also have to be maybe, uh, I'd give it like a 6 out of 10, because there's so much good stuff, but it's just not assembled in the right way. Right. Yeah. So I think with better writing and maybe more scenes, this could be a perfect episode. Yeah, no, I I have to agree. There was a lot here. I think the direction... I thought the uh, most of the performances were good, but the way it was put together or the writing, it's. Uh, I think I think in terms of the uh, ones of these we've seen, it, it, even though this included a possibly murderous dummy, it was still less creepy than the one with Robert Culp, the pilot. <laughs> Somehow it no, managed I... to be less creepy than that, uh, but it was still it was better than the uh, the caviar with everything one. I don't know. It was. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, 
it was all right, but yeah, it's a one thing where you watch this and you think of wasted potential, sort of. John? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What would you rate so... this episode of Mrs. Columbo? <laughs> uh, all right, thank, thank goodness this show only ran an hour on broadcast TV, because could you imagine if they tried to match Columbo's two-hour runtime? Well, I thought this, would, this was going to be longer. No, oh, and then and then imagine so... your relief when you look at the counter on your uh, no, viewer, like, oh, good, so, it's almost yeah, like over, thank said, God. Earlier, I was, like, shocked when it was over. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you should have seen so the last, up. you should see the last Columbo we watched. <laughs> because it ended, it ended early and then had, like, a 15-minute wrap-up. Yeah. What? Where literally Columbo tells you what happened. There was pretty, it was pretty much a post-game show for Columbo. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Maybe it aired after a big sports game. <laughs> anyway, John. Anyway, yes. anyway. Uh, okay, so here's here's the thing about this episode. Out of the three we've we've done, I do think it would have been the best if Mrs. Columbo had not been involved. Jay Johnson was great. Yeah. Uh, we we didn't get to talk about how uh, Al Ruscio had the best lines in the episode outside of Bob Archie. Right. I I laughed my ass off at what is that's what you think big guy. When, which which So well, you, uh, did you know Noel, that he was in uh, Neverending Story? Oh. Who Bob? No. He's the old man in the in No the Al Ruscio. Like, yeah. These books oh, oh, okay. are not safe. They're not for you. I always think of Al Ruscio as Barney Miller, a Barney Miller character actor. Oh, he was God, on, like, yes, he, was on a, yeah, right. he played like 20 people in that thing. Yeah, this run. yeah I yeah. love him so much right. just from that. Anyway. Wait, am I right? Was he in Neverending Story? Was he the guy in the store? I have no idea. Uh, let me find out. I've got... By the hope. way, if you guys I, get a chance, if you want to read a good book, read Neverending Story, the original book. I, I, don't, uh, have, I, was, I don't have time to read it. Cause it's it's not, really good. It's, it's, I'm not like, going to be able to stop reading it. You can sing the song. You can sing the. Do you know that one? This is the song that never ends. Oh right! It's an old Sherry Lewis joke. Yes, I remember. Yeah, it goes yeah. on and on, my friend. Somebody started singing it, not knowing what it was, and now they'll go on singing it forever just because this, this is the song, song that, that never ends. ends. It goes I love on it. And on, my friends. Yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I, I once again, I have no idea what we're talking about. Is it Mrs. Columbo? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, it was uh, it was when Noel was saying, "You can't hurt, you can't tell me what to do anymore. You're not going to scare me anymore," and uh, and Archie does that slow turnaround where he's been saying really creepy, ominous shit like "dead men tell no tales" or whatever, but this time he just says, "Don't bet on it, big guy," <laughs> and it well, cracked you know, me up. I, I got to tell you that that's probably the best shit in this uh, uh, episode is the, that scene because of Al Ruscio and how good he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He I, kills the show. He's got the, the, when he's going to answer the door and he's just you're like, what is it? All right, already I'm coming. Where's the fire? Yeah. yeah where's That's the fire? That's fun. Yeah. Beer in his hand where it is like a carpenter's apron. Yeah. It was nice yeah. Stuff. It really just, if Mrs. Columbo wasn't in this, it would have been amazing. So Mrs. Columbo upset, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Oh gosh. Um, so, boy, if I have to rate it against the other Mrs. Columbos, it's it's going to be eight onion salt covered dog pills out of ten. If I have to rate oh, it, I was supposed to come up with a thing. It is. Eh, you don't have to. No, no, that's no, John's thing. That's John's thing. You can 
Go ahead and think of one, and you can do it when I'm done. I'll you think just of follow it. How's that? Okay. Uh, but like, compare it to Columbo's. This is this is just a one out of out of ten, yeah. and I don't even <laughs> want to give it a thing. I don't even want to give it a thing. Yeah, no, I that's, I completely agree with you. I completely understand. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Abba, do you have do you have some sort of ranking before we uh, wrap things up? For, oh yeah, for a bit it's, of finality. It's like six, it's like six chisels. <laughs> That's good. Six stabby blood covered chisels. Yeah, in the right hole. Yes, in the yeah, right ten, hole. Yeah. Uh, well, Abba, thank you for coming back and doing this, and thank you for watching something such as this. Um, I love I love doing it, man. I oh, thank you. With, with you guys, yeah, oh, we like having you on. We always talk about a wide range of subjects. I mentioned this this podcast on my podcast. Yes, I know. I also talked about Columbo too on the on the show. Yeah, also. well, we had an episode where I was pitching Columbo to uh, Falcher, who was an executive. Uh-huh. Yeah, ah Yeah, I, I haven't heard that one. That nice. You, you tell the murder at the beginning, and then he gets mad and says, "Why would you give away the murder at the beginning?" <laughs> <laughs> well, but, actually, uh, hold no. on though. What what is no, that I, podcast? I, People should be listening right. to. No, yours, no, no, yours. Uh, what, do you, what? Tell people where where to find it, what to listen well, to. Uh, Plug! Because uh, we, we lost um, our network. Right, Feral. Uh, they had the unpleasantness and got, yeah, dissolved. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to be on Starburn's audio uh, soon. Okay, and when, when is that coming back? Uh, we're coming back soon, but uh, we just made a deal with them, so we're going to come back. But uh, if you want to listen to the other episodes, hold on, I got to, it, it's... It's at uh, feral audio. Or, no, sorry, feral dot com slash gone riffin. Right, because oh, yeah. they're not online anymore. So that's where you have to go to find them. But the uh, the but if they want the news, the latest news about it, you folks have your own Twitter account that they can subscribe to and read and find out when it does come back and where it is. Right, and what is that? Oh, you could. Well, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll I'll tell you. It's, oh, uh, I thought I thought I'll, gone riffin had its own uh, Twitter we, we account. We do, we do, but like. Um, I'm connected to it, so I'm just like an easier way to get to it, I guess. All right, cool. So, <laughs> so, so, I uh, would uh, tell people your uh, Twitter handle so they can follow you and find out when it's. Well, it's Abed G. Okay. B E D G. But I, I'm I'm saying like because I don't know like when that Twitter account will be updated is why. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, got yeah. It. So yours is better. Okay, uh, people should go to Abed G. Follow that. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want you to think I was being all promotional to myself or whatever. No, but um, you should. That's but, what this part of the program's for. Do that. Yes. Well, no, but that's that's the link. Is if you listen to the older episodes, I, I bring up your guys's podcast saying that like. Like, um, I'm so into Columbo that I did a Columbo podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I haven't heard that one. How far back? When was that one up? So I can look forward and listen to it. Uh, that episode. I don't know. I, gosh, maybe four or five. What okay, I'll, I'll look, I'll look back where, to the archives. Yeah. It's where I, I, I pretty much keep talking about Columbo to Rich, and then we do a bit where I'm pitching it. And, he, and uh, he's the executive who thinks it's the worst idea in the world. Yeah. Which is good. I'm trying to sell the... Because, like, yeah, on paper, it's not over. great. On paper, it's right. not a good idea. Like, why would anybody yeah. watch after the first 20 minutes? You know who did it. But I, I play Makes a no bit sense. where I'm just the, the poor uh, creator trying to explain how this is a good show. And then <laughs> at, when I did the bit, I was thinking about how much I love Columbo, but it is hard to sell people on. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, totally. If you just tell somebody about it, you so you have to jump always just to... Well, it's got Peter Falk. That's how you sell it. Not well, the yeah. structure of it. And then they watch it because right, of that, I... and then they get it. But you have to use Peter Falk. If it wasn't for Peter Falk, it would be nothing. 
pretty much. Right. Well, yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. I mean, that that really is the, the magic of the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I, but, I mean, like, pitching it, you wouldn't know, like, who the fuck is going to be Columbo. Right. Yeah, exactly. John. Yes, sir. What do you have going on and about and happening to tell people about? Uh, you know what, man? I'm taking a break. All well, right. I did... I did read your uh, supervillains thing. Oh, good. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's a fun thing. Yeah. It's a fun book. I hope you enjoyed great. it. Both of them oh, were thank really you. entertaining. That's Excellent. Thank stuff. you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Very, I agree. Very good work. 150 yeah. I love that stuff. I agree. Yeah. There, there will be a third one coming out, but we're a little far. We're far away from that. So. Oh, I cool. have what? What would it be? Hmm? Uh, covering, Could it possibly be? Covering something of the first two? Or I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I actually. actually I'm Maybe curious. So actually, you probably don't in, want to uh, say, but I'm curious about what it would cover. It's uh, it's sidekicks. The uh, oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. I, that's a great. I'm idea. actually doing. Jeez. I'm actually doing preliminary research on my my next book, and I have no idea who's going to publish it. But I'm really excited about it. But I can't talk about it yet. Sure, so. sure, I understood. Yeah, but, I, I also oh, have I like stuff that. I can't talk that's about. Fun. Um, but I am writing a comic book. <laughs> oh, no, nice. Right. I'm writing something that's. Connected to Rick and Morty, but not quite Rick and Morty. But it's like a sci-fi thing. Oh, excellent! Neat. Oh man, there's but a lot a to explore book. there. There's a lot to explore there. Wow. Yeah, it's a okay. comic book, and it's going to come out. I don't know when, but it is Oni Press, so it is exciting. Oh, I'm a very. It's been a lot of work, but it's coming along great. Nice, great. Well, congratulations! I'm really happy to hear that. Very eager to see it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah I think you guys will like it since you like comics. Cool. That's what I'll say. All right. Um, well, yeah, that's a show for this time around. Uh, if you want to listen to other episodes of the podcast, you can go to jmtpodcast.com or look us up on your favorite podcast app, uh, usually in the TV, TV and film section. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We post yeah. there pretty often. But yeah, I'm tired too. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we post there uh, pretty Speed often. It about up, stuff. RJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went off talking about Mama's Family for so long. Um,. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, follow us on JMT Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we like uh, seeing your messages on there and reposting things and other th- uh, things people find uh, regarding Columbo on the Internet. Um, and also jmtpodcast.tumblr.com, where John posts screen grabs and his further thoughts about the episodes. Gee, I'm sure there's going to be so many for this one because there's just a <laughs> visually attractive whatever. Um, yeah, if you want to write to us, Ask us questions as uh, we start to get to the home stretch. This whole thing, uh, Columbo at thecitydesk.net. Uh, we like getting those emails, and hopefully we'll answer a few on the air. Uh, all right, well let's show up this time around. I'm R.G. White. I'm John Morris, and uh, we'll I'm to... uh, Abed G. <laughs> <laughs> my name, my hey. last name is, is difficult to say. <laughs> Oh, listen, just one more thing. Oh, and this Columbo's not that herself. <laughs> Archie, she's married. I want to hold that against her. <laughs> Archie, will you behave yourself? You're going in the suitcase. Can I take her with me? <laughs> Archie. Dead men tell no tales. What do you think about that? I don't think that's very funny, Archie. Dead men can't talk. Is that funny? Clan, 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 clan. Clan, 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 clan. Clan, clan, clown. Clown can't talk.
Okay, who wants ice cream and cake? Me! Me! 